welcome to Calming Confectionery. This podcast is for busy women just like you who tend to binge watch television as a way to decompress. But then after you've binge watched, you realize that you still feel as stressed as you did before. If this is you, come join me, your host, Janina Hamilton, as we discuss the benefits of having a creative hobby to decompress. So in this episode, I want to talk a little bit about anxiety because anxiety can come in different forms and addressing that anxiety comes in different forms also. So a lot of times what happens when we start feeling anxious, we participate in things that are called numbing activities. And if you listen a couple episodes ago, I talked about how I'm reading The Gifts of Imperfection. And um, Renee Brown, she talks about these numbing activities that basically close off all feeling and all emotion, even the good ones. So when we start feeling anxious about something, think of, oh, do I do this one particular thing? The first thing that comes to mind for most people is alcohol or drug abuse, but it could be things like nail biting, overeating, uh, just something that you go to Every time you feel anxious, even if it's not something that you realize right now. So that's a thing. Take a moment, pause this episode and think, is there something that I do every time I start to feel anxious? And then come back and listen to the rest of the episode because we're going to talk about the difference between numbing activities and finding things to help you to cope with how you are feeling at the moment. Because we don't want to turn off those good emotions. We want to address the negative emotions. Because when it was researched in Uh, Brene Brown's book, those that are addicts, they have relapses, not necessarily from a painful event, but also from happy events, joyous occasions, because they've been closing off all emotion with their numbing activity. So what do we do about that? We identify what our emotions are. What is causing the anxiety? What is causing you to feel like you need to do whatever your numbing activity may be? 
Why are you doing that? Because doing them is not only emotionally destructive, but it's physically destructive. Just like an alcoholic or someone who abuses drugs, it is something that affects your brain and then it shows up physically because we are all connected as one. So make sure that you are addressing addressing the emotions so that those things that present in a physical manner can be addressed also. So talk about how you're feeling. Talk about what is causing your anxiety. And if you're not quite comfortable with talking to someone about it, write it down, journal, and have something that can help you to cope with how you are feeling that will help you to refocus on the positive things, on the good things that are happening in your life. Don't shut out the bad emotions. They're there because shutting those out also shuts out the good ones and you don't want to do that. So this is where having hobbies comes in. This is where sitting still with your emotions comes in. And it's hard. (laughs) I'm going to tell you from experience, it is a difficult thing to do. Because even one of the things that she mentioned as a numbing activity could be caregiving. You're not addressing how you are feeling and you just pour yourself into taking care of others, whether you're a wife or a mother, or even if you're single, taking care of other people and not thinking about what you are feeling is also a neck, um, a numbing activity. And you want to stop doing that because you have to address how you are feeling in order to have a full cup to take care of others. So what do we do about this numbing activity? You have to identify it. You have to address what negative emotions that you are experiencing so that you can refocus and not shut out good emotions also. Because if you don't, then you're never going to move past the thing that is causing you anxiety. And if something later physically with your health comes up, it is proven that you don't have for yourself the emotional space to help yourself to heal. I was talking to a friend about this the other day, and she said that she had a friend that was a caregiver. She was taking care of, I believe she said, three different people. She was also married. And when she was herself was diagnosed with cancer, she lost her battle. The doctor said it may have been preventable because she just didn't have the emotions to address or the space to address her own emotions about how her health was affecting her because she just kept 
giving and giving and giving and didn't have enough for herself. So make sure that you are giving to yourself, addressing how you are feeling, what's causing your anxiety so that you can have something to give to others. But you have to sit with negative emotions, identify them and address them in order for this to work because you're gonna continue in your numbing activity because it's what makes you feel comfortable and it just feels better. But it's not actually a productive thing to suppress your bad emotions because as I'm going to keep repeating, it also suppresses your good emotions. Because if you do take the time to address your negative emotions, you'll be able to fill what feels like a void with good, wholesome activities, something that can help you to cope with how you're feeling rather than numb what you're feeling. That's my advice. (laughs) So you also need to learn how to understand yourself more and how to avoid continuing down the path of that numbing activity. So of course, no, I'm not a doctor, but I have been practicing because I needed to, (laughs) um, putting off that numbing activity so that I can address what I'm feeling and move past it. And it's been wonderful. (laughs) It's been wonderful. Um, I, I now do go, I have gone back to where I was, um, slowly, but surely. I don't think I'm back completely yet, I guess I could say. But I am now taking time for myself every day. Um, Of course, with the help of Chris, my husband, encouraging me to do so, to make sure that I sit still in my chair for however long I want, even if it's just a few minutes a day, instead of thinking about everything else that I need to be doing or that dreaded should be doing um, and address how I'm feeling at the moment and move past it so that I can continue with my day without thinking about anyone else. And that's not selfish. Um, I feel or I am getting over the feeling that (laughs) that that is selfish. Um, So that may be something that you also need to move past sitting still with your emotions, doing what something that you want to do, that that is not a selfish thing. So if you feel that it is selfish, take some time. And I know I'm just repeating myself, but sit still with that and really journal out why you feel that that's selfish um, and move past it because it's not, you can't give from an empty cup. So just to sum up, don't numb all of 
your emotions. It's more dangerous to participate in a numbing activity, whatever that may be, may be, whether it is caregiving or overeating or even something more serious like drugs and alcohol, because that's what people think first about numbing activities. Think and know that you need to get control of that numbing activity and sit still with the emotions that you have so that when things are joyful and fun, you can also experience that joy and fun in your life without going back to that numbing activity because your brain is so foreign to experiencing that joy because you've been suppressing emotions. So address it, journal it, talk about it if you want to, and get back to pouring into yourself, taking care of yourself so that you can give and be there for other people if and when they do need you. Because you need you and you have to have something to be able to give. So learn from me (laughs) and take that time, even if it's just five minutes to sit down and have a cup of tea and learn more about yourself and don't suppress those negative emotions, address them and move forward so that you can do what you want to do so that you can do what you need to do better. We talk a lot on the podcast about mental health and being sure to take the time you need to make it a priority. So if you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed beyond the advice given here, today's sponsor, BetterHelp, is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you in a private online environment at your convenience. There is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's network of 20,000 plus therapists that give you access to help that may not be available in your area. You just fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Then you schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages. Everything you share is completely confidential, and if needed, you can request a new therapist at no additional charge any time. Join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash calming. That's betterhelp.com slash C-A-L-M-I-N-G.
of the Boundless Audio Podcast Network.